0: Welcome back to The Christ in Culture. This is Clint. This is Steve. You know what I just realized? We never actually say our last names when we introduce ourselves. Mine is stolen, so... Yeah. Oh, we were talking about this before, so... Yeah. My name's Carton, which is... Well, I'm Belgian, but it comes from French. It's like to be a, a merchant, a grain merchant or something like that. Yeah. And yours is stolen. Mine is Sherman, which is... Can be like Welsh or Irish
1: it's actually pretty... Is it
0: really Welsh or Irish?
2: Hmm?
1: It might It might be German.
0: Oh, I, don't know. I thought it was just straight German. Yeah, um, but... I'm super German. Well, it's like,
1: comes from sheer man, like somebody who is a sheep shear. Oh. Um, but my family, uh, my however many generations ago grandfather, when he came here from the Ukraine, I think it was like maybe two great-grandfather, like great-great-grandfather. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All the Um, great grandfathers. Yes. He uh, came here from the Ukraine right after the Civil War. Eastern Europeans were heavily persecuted. Not prosecuted. They could have been prosecuted. They could have been prosecuted. (laughs) You never know. But uh, they were definitely persecuted. And to avoid this, he knew that General Sherman won a bunch of military battles. He came in through Ellis Island, so he was in the north. So he was a northern war hero. And he stole his last name to try to skirt around that persecution.
0: Interesting. And did it
1: work? I'm here. I have no idea. So maybe. Maybe. My dad's grandfather, so my great-grandfather, his son used to always be like, I'm an American. I was born here. I'm American. He wouldn't talk about his heritage. It mm. wasn't until like my uncle Danny did some Ancestry.com that we kind of found all this stuff about. But yeah. I don't know as much about the story. I don't know what my actual last name is. I just know that that has kind of changed the name when they came over. So gotcha. Yeah, my grandfather thought we were German forever. He thought his... My grandfather thought his grandfather was from Germany. That's
0: how much they talked about it. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. So, it was convincing enough. It must have worked then. Yeah. Because if he convinced his own family that they were German... Yeah. That's pretty solid.
1: Or he just, like, never talked about where he was from. Yeah.
0: Well, that works, too. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's, me. That's who we are. Yeah. You guys know our Uh, names now. So, what media have you been intaking? A couple of different things. So... Well, first off, I want to give a shout out to start things off, because this weekend, just the other day, we were both at a, a wedding. We were. yeah. So shout out to Bryce and em- Emily Wingate.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I, I choked on my own... Beer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bryce and Emily Wingate. Bryce is a really good friend of mine, and uh, yeah, I mean, both of ours, obviously, but honestly, Bryce is just like, he's a very virtuous man. And so I, I, uh, I hold him in very high esteem and Emily is a wonderful, very sweet young lady. Um, so I'm very happy for them both. Yeah. They will definitely lead each
0: other closer to heaven. For sure. Yeah. So shout out to both of them. I think Bryce listens. I don't know if Emily does, but, uh, we can get her at yeah. some point. We'll, we'll convert her. So shout out to, to them. You guys are enjoying your first few days as, uh, as a married couple. Ooh, maybe he'll listen to the podcast
1: while they're traveling. They probably won't. They'll probably talk to yeah. each other because they're just I, married I and would excited. hope so, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's stuff. But also, shout out to everyone that we talked to at the the wedding. I know a lot of you were listeners or were, were interested, so shout out to everyone that we talked to about the podcast. Yeah,
1: and you. shout out to all the people. Oh, like um, Nick and his wife, Caroline Carolyn. Yes, Carolyn. They, I met them at the wedding, and they were like, you have a podcast? <laughs> they were actually going to join me for uh, brewing today. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: they were just like so into it. But oh, we, they should have. That yeah, would have been cool. But they, they weren't able to make it. Yeah, well, so the reason why I bring that up first is because on my way to the wedding, or on my way to the reception, I guess, I was prepping myself for dancing, huh. as one does, by playing swing music in my car. So. As far as media I've been intaking, I've been listening to a lot of swing, and it's called electro swing, which is like a new modern techno swing type thing. So a lot of that stuff. I've been listening to a lot of Disney music, a lot of Ali Mers. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's he's really good. And then the podcast Among the Lilies I've been catching up on. So that's Matt Fred's wife's podcast cameron and then the the netflix series mind hunter Mm -hmm. which is all about kind of like getting into the minds of serial killers which has been really creepy and fascinating
1: yeah that's really
0: cool yeah that is literally everything i've taken in since the last time you seem confused uh no we did a podcast on serial killers that you should check out at some point yeah i listened to it Uh, this is more to our listeners. Oh,
1: yeah. You guys should do. (laughs) Um, but, no, the reason I was going to bring that up, I was talking to a friend of mine um, named Juliana. About serial killers? About swing dancing. Oh, Um, okay. And they have, uh, the Black Labrador is a pub, I think a college pub for the University of St. Thomas, but that's on the first floor, and I guess there's, I forget the name of it, but there's something on the second floor that's a jazz club. Oh,
0: you were mentioning this the other day, yeah. I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, and so, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool, mm-hmm. but that just made
0: me think of that for yeah. no reason. We used really. to do a lot of swing dancing in college. Yeah, same, same Yeah. I used to be good. I used to just dance with gymnasts because they make all
1: the aerials look super easy. Yeah, I used to be like the big strong man that would do all of the aerials, um, but Ooh. I used to not, I don't know, I don't really do them anymore, obviously. I don't even remember how to do some of them, but I remember how to do a couple, not everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely not something you want to just... Practice. Jump right... Well, you, you want to practice. I mean, but you, like jump right into yeah. without like remembering how to do it exactly. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. So that's what I've been taking. What about you? What have you been taking in? Work most of the time, As actually. one does. Yeah.
1: But I've, you know, I've just been catching up. I've watched, um, rewatched The Office, um, Parks and Rec, just some like classic shows on Netflix. Which one's better? Uh, I'm an Office fan. Okay. I used to be all about Parks and Rec, and then I actually for the first time sat down and watched The Office all the way through, mm. and
0: it's it's really good. So when I first started watching Parks and Rec, someone told me that they're kind of the opposite in that The Office started out really good and gradually got worse towards the very final mm-hmm. seasons, and Parks and Rec started off just stupid and then got really good. Yeah. And I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. The finale of Parks and Rec was the best finale of any TV show I've ever seen. Yeah. I will say that I think Parks and Rec is
1: very accessible. I think you can pick up any random episode, yes, of Parks and Rec and it by itself can be a very funny episode. The Office is one of those shows that you almost have to watch all the way through. Because you get the humor in the is very, yeah, you can get invested in the characters. The humor is very nuanced. Half the time, you're like, oh, like Dwight's very like this. Such something that Dwight would do, and that's why it's funny.
0: Yeah. Go Hi, in. Gordon. Come join us. Uh, it <laughs> okay. Hey
1: guys, we have a special guest. Uh, Gordon uh, is here, uh, my brewing partner.
2: It is a pleasure to be on this podcast. Yeah, so we're just talking
1: about <laughs> media. An honor. Yeah. What a what media have you been taking?
2: Me and Lizzie binged. For the first time in a while, uh, it's a cooking competition show called The Final Table. Hmm. Huh. Oh. it was really good. Okay. Okay. Really intense. And then, uh,
0: what was their niche? Why is it different than other cooking competitions?
2: It's all the best cooks in the world, Huh. around the world.
0: So they're already well known.
2: Yeah, like Michelin stars are their restaurants, or named best chef of India, and they work in it as teams, and they go around the world each episode. So okay. first episode was like. Mexico, and they get three celebrities from Mexico to come pick one dish that we had to make, and it was tacos. And they have to make tacos. The bottom three have to compete again against, like, you know, the judge is like world renowned chef from Mexico, and he picks one ingredient that they have to cook with. Hmm. That's from Mexico. Interesting. So, and Cause they, they see the, call the cuisines, and some of them, like, like, a lot of people there never had a taco. Wait, what? From Japan. Not a lot. Of, like a lot of the cooks there, like they're from Japan or Australia, and they're like, uh, "Never had a taco," or "The last time I had a taco was thirty years ago," um, because they're oh, so cow. ingrained in their culture. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. So.
0: That just <laughs> seems like so basic, but we also live in Texas. South Texas. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true.
1: Uh, yeah. So other than that, though, um, and doing my little segue, uh, the other thing I watched because I was on Netflix and I saw that Wreck It Ralph was Wreck It Ralph two. Ralph, breaks, Ralph the internet, breaks the internet. Uh, was on there, and I know that Danny uh, had asked
0: us to do a podcast about. Shout this. out to Danny Sackford. Yeah, again. So she,
1: so she had asked us to do that, and I was kind of trying to think of what I wanted to do an episode on, and I said, "Oh, well, you know, why don't I
0: watch this?" And uh, that's what I'm gonna do the podcast on. So before we jump into that, yeah. First off, if you guys haven't looked up Danny's Catechist Scientist yet, you should do that. So. Danny is a genius scientist and uh, what she is doing right now is showing how faith and science don't work in opposition, but they actually work together. So if you work in ministry, you should definitely be looking at at her stuff. And if you don't work in ministry, you should do it anyways. But I don't know if you even heard this, Steve, but she told us, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago or something like that, that someone reached out to her on Instagram, not realizing that she was in houston but the, i did the, the, see that actually but yeah. the person found her through her being on our show and apparently they found our show through some life teen conference i think so someone at life teen was talking about hope maybe leah i don't know shout out leah she's awesome yeah whoever that was we don't know who you are but please introduce yourself on social media or shoot us an email I yeah, definitely
1: want to be your friend
0: yeah And Um, thank you. uh, We do live in the Houston area. Well, Steve, actually, you live in Houston. Yeah, I live in the Heights. So, so, like, in Houston. Yeah, the rest of us are down by, like, NASA and League City and Kima and that area. So, yeah, we all live in this area. So, please, please, please say hi to us. And, yeah, all all we know is your account was St. PNP Church or St. PNP Youth Ministry. Oh, yeah. whatever, Whatever church that is. Shout out to that church, because I don't know a P and P. Is it like Peter and Paul or probably yeah something like that? Which is
1: up in the woodlands, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh, Saint Peter's and Paul looks like it's out there in uh oh Belleville,
0: Belleville, maybe which is like west of Houston. Right? Yeah,
1: it's like up. Um, it's out there.
0: Yeah. Well, shout out to to our friend from there. Sorry we yeah. just creeped on you live on air. But shout out to you. Shout out to your parish. Hopefully your ministry is going well, and we appreciate your support. So.
1: You're definitely in our prayers.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that in before we dove in. But, yes, shout out to Danny as well and the, the Catechist Scientist. Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. What are we talking about, Steve?
1: Well, you've watched the movie, Correct. It's been a
0: while. It's been a couple months, but yes.
1: Yeah, so I, uh, I just watched it, and there were a couple sort of themes in there. That I think were pretty good. Sort of the big central theme is basically you have basically the, the main story is you have Ralph from the video game Wreck It Ralph mm-hmm. and Vanellope, who's his friend from the Sugar Rush game, um, which is like a now like a Sugar Rush um, racing game. Yeah. And they, you know, they're they're really good friends, but you know, Vanellope is kind of sad. Because she knows all the tracks by heart on her game, and so she knows what's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's very, she knows exactly. It's boring. Yeah, it's boring. Like, she, it's predictable. Like, she knows everything that's going to happen. There's no spice to the life. And they get, he gets, uh, the guy who owns the, because they're in video games. So they're in, like, a, you know, they're digital, sort of, in, in the games, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind of, like, hang out in the Surge Protector that all the games are plugged into. Yeah. And then the guy gets Wi-Fi for the first time, and so they have access to go to the Internet, but, um, you know, it's blocked off because, you know, it's change, and, you know, you shouldn't go in there. And Anyway, what ends up happening is... Change is dangerous. Change is dangerous. And so basically somebody breaks Vanellope's game, and then they're going to unplug it, and then she'll be homeless, basically. And so then they want to go onto the Internet to find the wheel and give it so that they can fix the game.
0: Yeah, basically they need a piece from, I think... Like Amazon, eBay, eBay. it's, eBay. It yeah, it's eBay, eBay. From eBay, in order to fix the game, but it's expensive, and so the guy is just going to shut down the game instead of buying yeah. a new one.
1: Yeah, he was like, you know, he's like, the cost of this to replace this wheel is more than this game makes in a year. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll just not have this game anymore. Right. So they go to the internet, and it's really a game that talks a lot about several different themes. One of which is like Penelope's like yearning for like her place.
0: Yeah, I think that's an overall theme in in both of the the Wreck It Ralph yeah. movies. We, it's we like finding see because
1: because that's the thing is like in the first movie, Wreck It Ralph was really trying to find his place, and he met Vanellope, and he found a friend, and he likes his life, and he finally finally kind of gets established. Yeah, finds his purpose and
0: accepted for for who, who, he, who is. he is. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so he is this character that you know he likes doing He's the same the bad thing every guy. day. He was a bad
0: guy in the video game. But that doesn't make him a bad guy. Right. That's like one of the quotes from the yeah, movie. Yeah, from the first one, yeah.
1: But in the in the, in the the second one, you know, he has his life and he, he likes his routine, but Vanellope wants something different. Right. So it really touches on friendship and it really touches on like sort of Ralph's jealousy as well as sort of Vanellope's trying to find her place, you know, because she's much more of like a thrill seeker. And there's one scene where one of the sort of like main side characters shank says like a really good quote that i like where she says you know and she's talking to vanellope and she's like you know i wish someone would have told me this a long time ago but you know friends don't have to have the same goals or like like the same things all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's really it's really interesting in terms of basically what she's talking about is even though ralph is more of like a You know, he wants to just kind of like have his small group of friends hang out, right? I I like this because I'm an extrovert. I like to go out there. I like to do a lot of things. I like to have a very busy schedule. Clint, you are an introvert. I am. You like to kind of chill, like, you know, play some D&D, read some books. That's me. You know, (laughs) but we're still friends because we don't have to
0: want to do the same things. You don't have to want to go out all the time. Right. Yeah, I think there needs to be, be some kind of connection because obviously we have other things in common. Right. Right, and we've talked about mm-hmm. on here before. I think the Aristotle's rule of the transcendent third. Mm-hmm. Right. So his concept was that for any two people to form a relationship, there has to be some third thing that, as they grow closer to that one thing, they also grow closer to each other. It's kind of like right. a, a triangle. As you get closer to the tip, you get closer to the other line and so I think there has to be something that is that connection but like you're saying it doesn't have to be all things right yeah, exactly so Vanellope and Ralph had stuff in common but their personalities were just different. very different yeah. yeah yeah and so she wanted to go play basically she got into this
1: other game that was much more exciting well oh, I forget what the, it was like slaughter something it was
0: slaughter race I think
1: slaughter slaughter race that was it yeah and so it was just like which this... has
0: an awesome song to it yeah as, as part of the movie And so it's just like this really cool game that's
1: constantly, because it's online, it's an online game, so it's constantly getting patches and updates, and so things are constantly changing Mm -hmm. and being updated. And so they add her code to it, and this is through the whole progression of the movie. So she kind of finds her place, and the last sort of scene is they are... um, Spoiler. Yeah. Well, they are sort of like talking via video chat, and they're going to visit each other whenever they can. And Ralph finds new traditions with the other people back at the arcade Mm -hmm. that he, um, they start doing like dinners, they start, you know, he starts to expand his friend group beyond just Vanellope to the rest of the people that are there that also care about him, even though for most of it, it's just him and Vanellope. And he kind of has this moment, and I'll touch on this, is this moment of, um, one of the main themes is Ralph's jealousy, like he doesn't want to lose Vanellope and then when he tries to hold on i think this is true in all relationship when we try to like hold on to it and we refuse to um like when we want to maintain control of that other person
0: you end up losing that person right yeah so this actually reminds me of the wedding right so remember the the homily mm-hmm. father talked about how this comparison of like marriage being like holding the other as a rose petal in your hand right because a rose petal if you hold it too tight,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you you squish it and and it dies and it shrivels yeah. up. Same thing. If you've ever tried to like hold like a small like lizard or frog or something in your hands, you have to like give it a little bit of space, right? And that's kind of like what we're talking about here, where Ralph didn't really understand. He he was holding on to Vanellope so tight and not necessarily not focusing on other relationships. I think he was getting better with some of his other friendships in the, in his own game, but he was so tied up in this relationship with Vanellope that any change would have just wrecked him. And that's not what we're called to live as yeah. Christians. We're, we're called to, as things are given to us, as people are put into our lives to cherish that and see that as a blessing and to see Christ in that and uh, enjoy that and uh, live to the fullest at while we have that, but when it's gone mm. or when it leaves to allow it to do so and not let it uh, overwhelm us, right? yeah. we're supposed to let things pass by. Yeah.
1: And so the way he kind of, this is, he ends up getting a virus that scans insecurities and then copies them.
0: Yeah. Which this is super funny.
1: Yeah. But he, first off the, the first thing he does is he do- releases it in the game and it copies Vanellope because she isn't really from any game now. Yeah. so she's a little bit of a glitch character. And so it scans her glitch and basically crashes the game she's in and has to reboot. And they have to get her out because she's not written into the game's code. And so she'll cease to exist if it erases her. Right. So in an effort to try to keep a Vanellope, he actually almost like kills her by accident. Mm-hmm. right? Which is like this just extreme version of like potentially losing somebody by trying to hold on too tightly. Right, I'm um, crushing the rose petal. But then the next part uh, is it scans
0: him because he's insecure. Because he's
1: insecure because he's afraid that he's going to lose Vanellope, and it copies him all over. And basically, the internet's crashing with what it's called the Ralph virus. Yeah, and it's because like it wants it like wants that relationship. And I like that scene a lot. It's very funny, but I like it because it's really like an, a funny way of showing self introspection. But it's like Ralph actually has to face himself. Because he's actually facing copies of himself in his insecurity. Yeah. And he has to, like, face his own insecurity to realize that what he's doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. By trying to prevent Vanellope from living her life, you know, he's he's eventually going to lose her.
0: Yeah. How did... I don't remember. What did they have to end up doing to actually beat it? Beat the bad rooms. uh
1: ralph basically like had a conversation with it that's what i thought And he was just like look like we can't like con- can like, we can't do this like this yeah. like, basically realizing that it was innately selfish and that ralph's big concern was losing vanellope now the game that she was going into was dangerous and so he had legitimate concerns that even vanellope recognizes and in our friendships like it's good to bring up concerns of things that are self-destructive behavior mm. But, like, you know, she her code was written into the game, so, like, she wasn't going to lose herself if anything happened. So she was ended up being safe, right? They, they did all of that for her. But initially, like, he didn't care that the game, he didn't think the game was safe. It was just he didn't like it. And he didn't want her to like it. Yeah. Because if she liked it, then they weren't going to be able to hang out every day doing the same thing. Right. Just go to work, come back, drink some root beer. Because that's what he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, man, this is making me think of kind of like the different Catholic Twitter communities yeah. where we have these like ultra rad trads who are like nothing should change. Everything else is dangerous. And then we have the opposite spectrum where we have everyone just wants to like change things and, and be, I don't know, more on the liberal side of things. I don't know. That's and fair. both both are good. But what we see in these communities like on Twitter and stuff like that is this conflict that you're talking about between Vanellope and Ralph minus the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, like you said, what fixed the, the harshness was when they finally had the conversation first, Ralph with himself and then Ralph with Vanellope. And then once they had that conversation, they were able to start working on things and yeah. realizing where they were both making mistakes. And we're not seeing that in our own church.
1: Yeah. And and so what I've actually noticed a lot, and I actually just was talking about this with somebody else is a lot of times I will go to a parish that it has a very reverent mass and is really traditional, but like just has a, like a very beautiful and reverent mass, mm-hmm. right? Which is something that I like, but they've got like no ministry at that parish. Yeah. And then I'll go to a church that has great ministry and then I'll go to mass and I'm just like, this seems irreverent. Like, you know, like I'm just not feeling the same thing and I'm always like, why well, can't it just be both. Like wow. why can't I have the reverence of the beauty of the depth of the church, but also the like that the church is alive. Yeah, and that's what we're we're made you know to have. And like why can't like you know, and, and there are churches, and I'm not saying there's not. Right. Yeah, but yeah. but you know, it's like I'm like, I feel like it should be both. Like we should have these vibrant ministries, but also like a, a beauty and respect for for the Eucharist.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good connection. One kind of thing that I remember from from this movie. Do you remember the trailer when it first came out? Uh, It was like Ralph and Vanellope inside of this game where they're feeding this rabbit. Yeah. The rabbit, which never made it into the, the movie. It did. I missed that. Maybe it was an extra scene. I don't know, but it was definitely in there. Okay. And so basically what happens is they go into this game and they have to like feed pancakes, go to the rabbit I don't remember what the other one is. Oh, milkshakes go to the kitty. Pancakes go to the bunny. And so they go in. It's like this little kids game. And so they're like, oh, this we can do this. This is fun. And they're like playing the game. And then Vanellope walks out and she's like, hey, look, I have more pancakes. And Ralph's like, this is great. Let's just make it go faster. And so they just like take all the pancakes and they're like breaking the game. But they're just like feeding this rabbit. And pretty soon this rabbit is just like obese and he like can't eat pancakes anymore. And he's like struggling and they just like, don't get it. Cause they're just having fun playing the game. And I think we can look into that obviously as a little bit of like forced gluttony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. But at the same time, just like gluttony in like our, our lives as well, not necessarily just with food, but uh, the excess. Right? Yeah. We get so blinded by the game Or whatever the activity is that we realize that we are latching on to something too much.
1: Well, and I also think it
0: is almost a
1: take on relationship in terms of when we're focused solely on ourselves, our own enjoyment, Mm -hmm. then we can very easily use other people, right? Like that rabbit that they were basically self – they were destroying this rabbit because it was for their own amusement. And they didn't
0: think, hey, wait, this rabbit literally is going to like throw up. Yeah. Or the the kitten who's not getting any food. Yeah, which obviously it's a game, but it's like we are so focused on this that we are just overindulging in this. I mean, it goes back to like different ministries again, right? Mm -hmm. Or anything in our life. But I mean, we work in ministries. This is what I'm thinking of. In ministry, we might get so focused on one thing. Maybe it's maybe it's service projects. Yeah, and our parish is going to be the service parish, and we just get so focused in that to. We get so focused where we lose sight of everything else where it almost becomes unhealthy and we're losing sight of why we're doing the service. We're not no longer seeing Christ in that, Mm. but we're just doing the service for the sake of service. And we're forgetting this other aspect of what we need to be focusing on.
1: Yeah. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. I think those are really the big things, themes that I know. Is there anything else that you you have? That you think of, can think of for
0: the show? I'm, I'm movie. trying to remember some of the details from the movie. I remember the Disney princesses were hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, they
1: kind of were just making fun of Disney. Yeah. but It I, was really Disney like making that. fun of themselves. Yeah. It actually, it was them making fun of themselves, and then they made fun of the movie Brave. Because she was, they were, she like they couldn't understand her, and they were like, "What'd she say?" And they were like, "I don't know. She's from the other studio, which is like <laughs> a, like a jab against yeah, Pixar." Yeah, yeah. But it was very, very funny. But I don't think there was like a whole lot of ton of themes. It was just sort of like I don't know. I really thought the movie's biggest things were introspection, not being necessarily afraid of change, and making sure that like we're not trying to smother like that. Our our relationships and friendships with others are not about us. Like, it's not about what that person gives us and us trying to hold on to something, but it's about how we can serve and love that other person. And that needs to be sort of our focus in relationship. All relationship, we need to, to um, learn how to think of self less, right? To become selfless and to think, to be like other
0: focused, to like love that other person. Right. And I think to ultimately to see Christ in yeah. in those other people. And, and that's where the love comes from. But yeah, I, th- I think the theme of being open to change and moving Mm -hmm. forward is a really, really big one in both of these.
1: Yeah, I will say, I went to a Benedictine college, and the founder of St. Vincent once said, forward, forward, everywhere, forward. And that's a quote that he had.
0: That's really surprising, Yeah, because of the Benedict option, which is kind of the opposite. Do we want to break down the Benedict option? Essentially, the Benedict option is, if we look at monasteries, throughout history, right? A lot of the times they're kind of a cloister, you come together and you bring in what is good and you shun out everything that is bad, essentially. And you stay away from mm-hmm. from everything. Yeah, on and the it's outside. like a communal living
1: and, right. you know, and self sufficient so, community. Yeah,
0: and you keep everything that is good inside and you just stay away from everything else. Stay away from society and stuff like that. Which to a certain extent is is very good if we look through like the Dark Ages. The reason why we still have Schools and books that were preserved from ancient times is because of these monasteries that came together and preserved these principles and intellect and art and all that stuff was preserved in those things. But at the same time, we're also called to to go out too. So I just Mm -hmm. think it's really funny that your Benedictine College... Yeah, uh, the founder. Well, and
1: the funny thing with Boniface Wimmer, just a little side tangent... Is that he he knew he was called to open a Benedictine monastery in the Americas, mm-hmm. uh, but his abbot told him no. And so then he went to the king of Bavaria, it's like a German king, and got permission. And he did it anyways? Uh, and he basically just did it, uh, went above his head. Um, and so they sent him, and they only sent him with novitiates. Yikes. They didn't give him any solemn monks. They sent him with novitiates. And he's like, if you convince these novitiates to go with you, then you can go with them. So he had to basically convince these people that weren't even fully, like, professed monks to basically profess that they were going to be monks forever because, like, there was no coming back from America once they got there. But he moved there, but he basically was talking just about, like, the progression of, of our lives, that we need to constantly be moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't just reside solely in the past. But we need to, like, live in the present and move forward. And it kind of goes back to that whole idea that, like, a plant is, like, in in general, I think even in our lives, especially spiritual lives, we're either growing in our faith, right, or we're dying.
0: Yeah. There's really no staying still. We've definitely had a few shows on that, too. I'm thinking specifically of the one on Big Fish, Mm -hmm. yeah, musical and and movie that Gordon and I did an episode Mm -hmm. on. It's one of my favorite movies. That is... Gordon's favorite movie. Such a good movie. Oh my gosh. We all like Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's a good story. It is. Anyway. But the movie and the musical are way different. Really? I've never seen the musical. I I like the musical better. I just haven't seen the musical. Well, we can watch it sometime. Okay. So one more thing I want to touch on real quick yep. is the idea of the virus. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so
0: mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's got to be something there. Can you break down because like i said it's been a while since i've seen it break down like the process of how they got in into the virus wasn't it they were trying to get money fast money online. trying to get
1: money online fast and so they they ended up going to the sketchy website which is like a pop-up ad yeah 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 website and then they ended up going to, like, the deep, dark parts of then the And then they went the down internet. to the dark web because they went to him and they were like, you know something about viruses. And so they took them to the dark web where they got a hold of this, like, very powerful virus. Mm-hmm. And they were warned, like, don't let this get out of the game. You know, like, into the wider internet, which it did get into the wider internet. Yeah. And that was the whole Ralph scenario. But, yeah, I think that probably the best thing with the virus is that, specifically when it comes to Ralph... Like, it's something that is almost like sin or is almost like Satan in that it, like, it pinpoints our flaws Mm -hmm. and then exemplifies them and puts them before our eyes. And I think that's kind of what, like, Satan does very often, is he looks specifically at, like, where we've fallen and he wants to remind us
0: constantly of that. And I think another thing to even go back even further— And almost
1: define us
0: as solely that. Right. And if we go back even further— It was in his vulnerability. It was in his brokenness where he started lashing out for like anything, just whatever will promise me getting back to the way things were. Right. And that's where he was so desperate. He's like, whatever it is. And so that's where we see this print of lies come forward Mm -hmm. and say, this is what's going to make things better. Yeah. Destroying what your friend likes now that's what will make her come back to you. If you destroy that, then she'll yeah. she'll see. And it's it's the, filling us with these lies and then building up those insecurities, like you were saying, which then start to seem like they define us, not actually define us, but they, they seem like that is our identity yeah. until they finally have that, that breakthrough moment later on in the movie.
1: Right, absolutely. Yeah, anything else? I don't really have anything else.
0: Uh, no, it's going to be a pretty short one, I think. Do you have any challenges though?
1: Yes. I, I think that my challenge, uh, is in the spirit of kind of change and growing as an individual, right. And expanding our horizons is to try something new,
0: Hmm. like a new, just thing anywhere, a new thing in our faith.
1: I think anywhere, but also, yeah, like definitely, I think. I'm always about trying new things in your faith and growing your expansion of faith. Yeah. But I think just in general like like maybe find a, like something that your like a friend of yours really likes that you've never tried. Um and maybe just like want to enjoy that with them. Find something with one of your friends and like do something. So for instance, like I have a coworker that's really into rock climbing. And so I could try something like that. Rock climbing is awesome. There's like a climbing gym right by my house.
0: Yeah. That he goes to. It's so fun.
1: And so something like that, right? Like just like find something that maybe is slightly outside of your comfort zone. But the reason I say that too is because I think that that helps us in our spiritual lives. Like when we do those things that step outside of our comfort zones, it helps train us to be able to step outside of our comfort zone, which God very often is calling us to do.
0: Even if it's not something that you enjoy right away, Mm -hmm. like maybe you do this rock climbing thing and you realize like, oh gosh, I don't like rock climbing. Find what in it is bringing joy to your friend. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to start too. Yeah. And you can kind of build off of that at least. And then going off of kind of the spiritual aspect of things, my spiritual director and I were talking about this a while back of just like trying new things in, in the spiritual life because like we said, our spiritual life is always growing. It should always be going forward and things that used to be bringing us fruit might no longer bring fruit in our spiritual life anymore. Cause we're, we're moving, we're changing. And we were talking about how important it is to just always have a lot in your like tool belt of different options for spiritual life. So if you are someone who doesn't normally do like, praise and worship kind of thing maybe try praise and worship yeah but ease into it don't go straight to like a catholic charismatic mass or something right away just like maybe start listening to it on the radio or a cd or something or if you've never done like a a silent retreat like start moving towards something like that where maybe you just do a holy hour of complete silence yeah and then maybe you work down that kind of road so just try something new in your spiritual life but don't dive write in ease into it and, and just try and see it. If that's something that you can add to your spiritual tool belt.
1: Um, absolutely.
0: Any other additional shout outs you have? I'm trying to think we did a, Everyone from the wedding. We did everyone from Danny's connection. Um, I can't think of anyone right now, to be honest. All right. Other than that, but you, you shout do, out your mom. Oh yeah. Well, shout out my mom. So, yeah, my mom just texted me today and said she wants to uh, support, support the show and be, be a patron. So we have another patron, and we are growing. So thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are awesome. We love making this extra content for you guys. And if you want to become a patron, please, please, please consider doing so. Even if it's only for a couple bucks a month, we want to be able to give you guys extra content. We want to be able to give you guys better stuff. So please consider supporting us. You can find us on patreon.com backslash the Christ and Culture. You can find it on our website too, which is culturecom I do want to give an announcement, or a couple announcements really quick. So number one, we do have a blog on our website. Uh, it, we have been a little slow in putting stuff out in the past couple months over the summer, but we, we're going to be getting back into that. And And we do have some people that do blogs for us, if I'm not mistaken. We do. And that's what I was going to say. So we want to offer to you guys, if you are someone who likes to write and you are interested in doing this thing that we do on the show, the Christ and Culture thing, I want to challenge you guys to write a blog and submit it to us. And if it's something where where we can kind of see where you're going with it and and we like it, we'll put it on the website and we'll, we'll add it to the blog. So if that's something you're interested in, Go ahead, write something up. Send it to us. You can you get a hold of us at our social media, which is at On the Adventure Two on Twitter, on Facebook, which is the Christian Culture, and then you can get a hold of us at our email, which is the, uh, the Christian, the Christian culture. culture at gmail.com. Yeah. And the other thing is, we will be doing for a hundredth episode a live show with a live audience. So we have asked some people to come join us in that live audience if you're not able to join us we will also be having live streams on facebook twitter youtube and patreon so you can get us on any of those sources you can join the stream contribute questions contribute ideas we want you guys to be a part of this the stream is going to be next wednesday september 11th at 7 p.m central time so please 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 tune in for that join us it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be fun so we hope you guys can be a part of it cool alright any, any other shout-outs for you uh, no I do not like I said just like he said please just feel free to
1: reach out to us we love hearing from y'all we like hearing about those connections um, And thanks for joining us on the adventure we'll see you next week